brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. Hey there. Welcome, everyone, to another sud segment. I'm one of your hosts, Good Gal Juliana, and joining me today at the table is Good Old Boy Sean. Hey, how's it going out there in radio and podcast land? <laughs> and Good Old Boy Dave. I gotta pee. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, you. too late. Never mind. I don't have to. Oh, okay, good. It's, it's handled. Done. It's handled. Lovely. Oh, you handle it all right. <laughs> Whoa! Hey. He gets one and of those. And here we are. And one of those. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, recently we started a new series, and we call it Beer Club. Beer Club. Yeah. Think of it like a book club, but with records and beer. Someone picks an album. We all listen to it. Then we each pick a beer we think pairs well with it. Now we'll sit around and each of us will share our beer and talk about why we think it pairs well with the album. Good old gal Juliana, since you picked the album, why don't you tell us all about it? Okay. So, (laughs) that was my excited. Too much information. (sighs) Whatever. So today's record is by Sinead O'Connor, and it's called The Lion and the Cobra. It was released November 4th, 1987, though sadly I don't remember getting to the States until 1988. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, It was recorded in London, which I thought was really interesting, and um, it has quite a few songs on it, but... Lion and the Cobra was a debut album by Sinead O'Connor. For those of you that don't know her, she is an Irish singer. Um, Who does not like the Pope. She definitely does not like the Pope. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. So, it was released by Ensign and Chrysalis Records. Man, remember Chrysalis? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she recorded this record while in the later later stages of pregnancy with her first child. And for anyone that has listened to this record, I think that is a friggin' testament because... She does some kind of screaming on here that, you know, she can let, mimic she, yeah. the sounds of birth. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, the title of the record is from um, Psalm 91.13, You Will Tread Upon the Lion and Cobra. And the track Never Get Old opens with an Irish language recital on Psalm 91, or Psalm 91 by singer Enya which I thought was really cool. Um, it's kind of hard to listen to that at first, but... Um, I actually got into it right, right away. I always yeah. to listen to okay. Enya. <laughs> oh, you don't find it hard to listen to Enya? I always find always? it hard to listen to oh, Enya. She's so freaking pleasant. And then I fall asleep like a minute into it. It's too relaxing. Okay, fine. Um, the photograph of Sinead on the album cover was taken... Filthy. No, it's not filthy she's bald she's wearing a t-shirt like 
Oh. Like a tank top. I think I have a different photo. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Never mind. Um, That's a different show. Yeah. Okay. So the album cover was taken by Heisey. Hazy Fantasy. Hazy Fantasy. Yes. Thank you. I did not know that. Oh, Hazy Fantasy, the band member, the band, Kate Garner. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Um, the covers of the U.S. and Canada were slightly different from the European release. Sure, because I would imagine that there might be issues with something more softer and then something not so soft um, as an image for this woman. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Okay, no, 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 let's just move on. Yeah, okay. So the first single peaked at number 8 in the Netherlands and 12 in Belgium, and it was not a hit in Britain when it was released. However, the second single... Mandinka, which is, I think, if anyone does know anything about this record, that's probably the song yeah. that would appeal to, or that's the song that you would find on memory. a compilation. Copy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a mainstream pop hit in the UK, peaking at 17 in the singles chart in February of '88, and then it reached six in her native Ireland. Anyways, um, the songs that are on this record are Jackie Mandinka. Jerusalem, just like you said it would be, Never Get Old, with the spoken word intro by Enya, Troy, I Want Your Hands on Me, Drink Before the War, and then Just Call Me Joe. I actually really love that record, that song. Um, So what really, in thinking about a record to listen to, I mean... Sean can attest that both he and I have a nice record collection and we do enjoy music a yes, lot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and what I love about music is that if it's something from your past, it'll remind you of that you absolutely. Know, a snapshot in time. And this record, the first that I heard it was in 1988, and I was a senior in high school, and even though I was still in high school, I spent a lot of time at the local college um, because music was my life at that point and I was playing violin as much as a human can possibly play like I was in little orchestras I was in little quartets and ensembles all sorts of things but I also befriended a girl who was a sophomore at one of the local colleges and she was a DJ at night, and her spot was 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. Oh. Friday and Saturday night. Oh, wow. So, honestly, that was a cool time to be a DJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so I would go and hang out with her in the studio, because, I mean, hey, it was like this music, and, you know, back then you literally were playing on the records. So the first time she brought this out, she's like, I don't know what this is, but my manager says I got to play it. So let's play it and let's see what happens. (laughs) Okay, completely blew my mind. And at some point then in the near future, after that first time, I got to sit in and, you know, pretend I was her and like do my own little spiel, which sadly I developed a following, but that's another story (laughs) for another time. But anyways... Mandinka or any other record on this, or any other song on this record was always in the rotation. Like, I always had to play something from her. And I just, I love this record so, so much. And it just, it meant a lot. It spoke to me because it was 
um, it was kind of blunt, you know, and it was like a teenager just saying, hey, look, listen to me. I've got things to say and I just want to be heard. And I mean, yeah, there's like the stories of love and loss, you know, like that first song. Oh, my God. It was like heart wrenching for me, you know, because she's always going to search for her Jackie boy, even though he's long, oh, long gone. And I liked her her lyrics like as a storyteller um i thought she was like pretty spot on and kind of cool and kind of badass also i mean she had a shaved head yeah she already was a badass in her own right anyways you know so that's my record um of the day and yeah and i'm i'm really jazzed about it now to pair that record oh i guess we do have to do the sets okay so Good boy, Dave. Thanks for catching us here. You got it, buddy. We'll be discussing and rating these beers and the album with these Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two, was that a belch? Three, ah, what a relief. Four, a body should really not make that sound. And five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Now you can present your Well, which I actually already presented. So, one thing that we will say is that we can't play any clips from this record, but we encourage you to listen to this record on any media available to you. Exactly. Obviously, vinyl is the best choice ever, but if you can't, there are many other ways to listen to music. I mean, I wouldn't get the 8-track, but that's just me. I mean, you do you. Yeah, I don't know that there is an, there is an 8-track to this. 8-track's coming back. Oh, well, there's that. Why? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Because people want to hear it flip over. Okay. <sighs> That we can create a sound for that. All right. <laughs> let's talk about the beer. Yeah. So let's talk about the beer. So what I decided to do is, since this is a semi-complex record, I thought, what would be better than having a scratch beer? Which I have a feeling we'll be hearing more about scratch than just me. <laughs> so this beer that I brought is mum. It is mm. only 4.2% ABV. But don't let that low ABV fool you. Bottle conditioned sour ale brewed without hops. It's bittered and flavored with sage, basil, lemon thyme, rosemary, and lavender from Scratch's Garden and fermented with their wild house mix culture. And this thing is absolutely gorgeous to behold. This it is, is a 2018 mum, and it's a Scratch Brewing in Ava, Illinois. Thank you. And I. I love Scratch for many reasons, but you do get this bitterness, and you're thinking mm. it's got to come from hops until you realize that it's not. And for them to take the time and dedication to produce something as beautiful as this is, it reminds me of Sinead O'Connor's first record, you know? And they always say that, like, the first record is the best, and I feel like that is seriously true. Granted, I know nothing compares to you is a groundbreaking <laughs> song in itself too that came afterwards. But this record to me is just—it's the epitome of what that woman. Was well, and for. also you, know what I mean? you have you have a brewery that has a very strong woman That's presence true. leading yeah. it. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Yes, and I, 
her friggin' attention to detail. It's mm-hmm. just outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. This is what happens when you let a biologist brew beer. Well, ph- philosophy biologist, I, if I remember it right. I'm getting it all wrong now, I'm sure, but... I, I, I know. Like, it's just, it's perfection. What do you think about this beer, Sean? It's... Uh, now, you my, don't really like scratch brewing. Right? Oh, I totally hate scratch brewing. Yeah. I never stop there when I go visit family in Southern Illinois. Like yeah. you know, you're just nowhere near. There. Nowhere near driving. And, you know, thirty just, minutes out in the woods. To, yeah, no, I I want nothing to do with that. Uh, no, this is not my first time with this beer. You know, this is this is just always a, a, a joy to drink. As with almost all of their beers, uh, as a brewer, they just inspire me. You know, just like like you said. You think the bitterness is coming from the hops, and there's <clears throat> no hops in this beer. So, <laughs> well played. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's crazy. I like every sip. I get a different note. You know, like there's there's something, some other little nuance. Yes. And, and sometimes yeah. I imagine things like I like I get chocolate sometimes, or just yeah. different little notes, and I'm like that can't be there. I know, and but everything that's in there is so refined. I mean, sage could be out of control, but it's not that. Yeah. You know? The lavender is, it's not soap. Yeah. No, exactly. it's not. And it's still, it's there. And this is an older beer. It's yes. not like it's a freshie, but you still, Everything it's still held there. up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's still balanced and it's really quite lovely. Um, What would we rate this beer? Yeah. Okay. The Mum from Scratch in Avon, Illinois. We're going to rate a five. <laughs> It's not just the destination, but baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. To the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back, everyone. So on today's episode, we are pairing my record of the day, Lion and the Cobra from Sinead O'Connor. Non-solicited slow clap. Really? <laughs> Dude. Cute. It's Mike. What do you want? Uh, yeah, it's Mike. Mike. Well, I'm a big fan of Lion and the Cobra from Sinead O'Connor. And we just finished talking about the beer that I thought would work well with this record uh, from Scratch Brewing in Ava, Illinois, called Mum. Now, let's move on to good old boy Sean. What did you bring today? Well, before we get to that, um, do y'all remember Phil Hartman playing Frank Sinatra on Saturday Night Live? 
it was like Frank and Friends. Oh. And and uh, so uh, Chris Rock was Luther Campbell. Um, I can't remember who was playing Stephen Edie Gourmet, but Jan Hooks was playing Sinead O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Mike Myers was uh, Steve. With Steve, yes. And, uh, yep. Uh, yep. Jan Hooks. Jan Hooks was Sinead O'Connor okay. in this one. Yeah. Then, uh, oh, wow. it was... Yeah. Uh, so I, I can picture the. So the, the problem I have ever since that skit is every time I hear the name Sinead O'Connor, I just hear Phil Hartman going, Skinhead O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> he did a good, he did a good synopsis. Yeah. He did. He, he did a very, rest in peace. listen here, yeah. baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. A very, I think, rude Frank Sinatra, yeah. very oh, yeah. you know, angry, a very blunt. drunk. Yeah, yeah. blunt. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I'm not sure exactly how that plays into mine. Un- unbeknownst to me, uh, I did not know what Julie was going to uh, choose for this episode, and and I just cracked open my fridge. You know, part of me was like, "Well, we could do the obvious thing and bring in an Irish stout, right?" Uh, and I was just like, "Yeah, no, let's not." Right. Yeah. And uh, I looked over in my fridge and I saw the Scratches Basil IPA, and I thought, "Well, this is a very complex album, and this there's a lot going on, and this is a very complex beer, and there's a lot going on in it, and uh, um, you know, both both beer and record are uh, very unique, and uh, you know, uh, definitely groundbreaking in their own rights. So uh, yeah. that's sort of you know, it was a snap decision, but also like, you know, I think this would go well, and then here we are, you know, here we got two scratch beers." And Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Skinhead O'Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thunk? You know, it's funny, like, and I don't know if it's because you were talking about how the lavender and the mum, you know, didn't make it like soap or anything. There's a, when I smell this beer, and I think it's the freshness of it, it's, it, kind of reminds me of like a soap and i'm gonna say irish spring and that's not because of sinead o'connor but like (laughs) there's there and it's it's not a bad thing at all like it doesn't taste soapy or anything like that the the basil comes out and it's balanced it's a beautiful beer but there's this you know like it it kind of energizes you in a way when you smell this beer the aroma invigorates it's 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 refreshing yeah yeah and this yeah. does not taste six point eight percent. No, no, and it's also brewed with honey too. Yeah. So yeah. And that sweetness is nice. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got this almost creaminess, like. Yeah, the mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah, if you're using a good honey. Yes. You know, because like yeah. your beer had this too, um, is like this kind of creaminess that comes Oops. out of it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, when you don't let the honey like. You don't attenuate it all the way, you know, till till it's just bone dry. Right, right, you know? right. It's oh, it's beautiful, and basil can be such a tough right. herb. Yeah, a little bit goes a long way for sure. Any of those herbs are like that. I brewed. Remember, I brewed that one with rosemary one time. Man, that thing. Cannot <laughs> <forget> <laughs> that. I that. I went sideways. But yeah. But I mean, it was great for marinating pork chops. It was. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That yeah. was our first date beer. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was like, mm, this is great. That's <laughs> too Sure, I'll, I'll, go out, I'll go the, out with you the, again. The, the, the first little lie told <laughs> yeah. of many to come. The, that was, lies are the foundation of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, um, um, can I have a little more of that, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. Um Pass the bottle to the left. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I didn't get us in trouble for singing that little bit. <laughs> I changed the lyrics a little bit too. Um, yeah, no, this is this is this is a beer too that you know 
you could go Thai food, Italian food. I mean, obviously, anything spicy is going to be a good pairing with this beer. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just versatile, um, I think. And and then... I think that uh, that pizza we were eating earlier, yeah. you know, you could definitely pair this with that. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. It just... It's really well. It's well done. It's complex. Um, that, it pairs well with nothing too. Yeah, know, just, I mean, yeah. this is a this is a good sipper, you know, and it doesn't have to be super cold because even at like semi room temperature here, because it's been sitting for a couple minutes, it's still very pleasant. Um, but a lot going on, similar to the record, and I like mm-hmm. where your head was at with this. I mean. Yes, I'm going to be slightly biased because we're both, our heads are both in the same place. Um, with, Sinead O'Connor and Scratch. I know. With, hey, maybe we need to do something here. I don't know. But it just, it makes sense. It, it totally makes sense. And um, yeah, I, I really, I really dig it. Well, what did you think of the record? Because this is... This was so... You didn't read, I mean, you've never listened to the Yeah, I'd never listened to the record before. I... And I don't even. I know I had come across Mandinka on like compilations or whatever. Like so, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I probably know the song. And then when I heard the song, I was like, I don't even know this song. So, uh, gave it a good, good. I think I listened to the album twice, and then definitely went back and listened to a couple of the tracks. You know, Mandinka being one, uh, definitely Troy. And then I really dug the the track that Inya uh, opened up. Um, and you know, kind of my takeaway from the album, um, and maybe this is something that the Irish do well. Um, I found like the second half of this album was 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 where I really got into it, and was you know, it's that second half of Joshua Tree from U two mm-hmm. where you start getting into some really deep stuff, and mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot going on. There were definitely some moments where uh, having a background in audio production um you know it's like huh i wonder if they use this reverb on on the vocals on this song because that would have been popular at that time and um you know so there's definitely some like little little quirks here and there with the production that you know kind of jumped out at me but nothing that i you know was unappealing right it was um you know i thought it was re- overall really well produced and there's a lot going on and, and a, a lot of spectrum to this album a good way of putting it Mm -hmm. spectrum yeah it is a little dated you know in a in a way um because you could tell that it's it's from the 80s i i hate to say that um but you you can um i just like the amount of i don't want to say it this this the vibrance that's in it because i mean again it's a first record from this woman but there was just a lot like yeah there was a lot of energy um, first albums, a lot of times, are the best albums. Aren't they, right? Because right. they've been writing this stuff yes. the whole time. And like when they were hungry and they were sure. coming up and they were playing all these shows and they were testing this material out and they were really working yeah. on it and refining it and everything. Oh, sure. You know, sure. Yeah. That's, that's why they, you know, the sophomore slump, slump like yep. your second album is usually yeah. not as good. But Well, because they've got usually less than a year to. Hey, yeah, put you've a, been put out a, on the road. Put out yeah. something equivalent to the life's work that you just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, because, that, yeah, leading up to the first record, you have years and years worth of songs that you've been 
crafting and you know honing and making absolutely yeah Yeah. making absolutely perfect and then all of a sudden they tell you oh yeah we need a record in two weeks and you're like uh just go sit in a hotel room and write these yeah like the intimacy is gone you know and you and you have to do you have to almost like mass produce something very quickly Yeah. yeah um yeah, so um, that's cool. Well, all right. So scratch beer number two. What? Yeah, as <laughs> if there was a doubt. As if there was a doubt. So the basil IPA, and I love the fact that basil is the bittering agent in this puppy. From Scratch Brewing, we are rating this one a five as well. It is. Um, which yeah, I didn't mention that, but the the hoppiness of it is is it's there. It's so there. And again, it's like the mum. Like you know it's there, you just you're trying to wrap like your brain's trying to think of what hop it is, but it's not a hop. It's not hop. It's basil. Yeah. 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 It's an herb. So it's a gruit, but it's a flat, yeah. Right, without. Okay. Good old boy Dave. What beer did you bring to the party today? All right. Here we go. So I brought the Holly Hefeweizen from Wall and Paw Pack Brewing Company in Holly, Pennsylvania. Woohoo! Yay! Yay. Holly PA. Thanks to CBC. That's right. Out of market beers, man. Come on. CBC needs to come every year, every month. Right, every month. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah, there, there were a few of us walking around on Wednesday. It was like if this convention went on one more day, we were just going to be off the rails. It was. <laughs> it was yeah. One more like super beer event. Ooh. Like, yeah. Dude. Yeah. I'd, so I'd much been, good beer. So much good beer. I wouldn't have been able to make the house payment if it'd gone on much longer. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. So I, I am not a Hefeweizen guy. All right, I do not gravitate towards this style of beer, but when one is well made, I can appreciate it as a beer aficionado or whatever nerdy words you want to call it, an appreciator of well-made beer. And so this Sinead O'Connor album is not a style that I normally gravitate towards. However, there are some things that I really enjoyed about it. Now, you talked about it being kind of dated because of the sound. You could tell, you know, like the instrumentation and everything and the, the drums and the way everything was done, that it it was definitely from a period of time. And I actually really like that because it kind of makes me go back to, like, where was I around this time, like high school or whatever, and you start thinking about different things that happened back then or something. So even though I'd never heard this album before, I think that um, that M song, whatever. Mandinka. Yeah, Mandinka. I think I'd heard that one before, and that was actually the, one, the, album, the song I really liked the most. Um, even though like I'd never heard it before, it the sound of it and the way it was put together brought me back to a point in time that I really enjoyed. You know, and and I think there's a lot of value in that, even if it's not a style that you normally go to. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. There are definitely there are definitely songs that the minute I hear them, I can be like, oh yeah. It's like I remember first time hearing Fat Boys uh, Wipeout was in yeah. junior high school. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I am in the gym. You know. You know? <laughs> and this beer, you know, like I said, I'm not a Hefeweizen guy, but. The banana, the clove, it's all there. Yes. It's a pretty well-made it, It's It is a well-executed hefe, hefe for sure. Yeah. 
And what I like about it is that it reminds me of Mum and the Basil IPA. It's really like kind of in the same vein as that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're getting lots these... of flavor. Yeah. yeah. Lots of flavor and not traditional. Like, you know, this is a very yeast driven beer, you know, where these are very, other beers are very ingredient driven in terms of, you know, alternative ingredients. This is a sure. style that the yeast is, you don't have the right yeast for this beer. You're not making a Hefeweizen. None of the beers in this episode were hop driven at all. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, what shall we rate the heavy? Yeah, yeah, a five. Okay, oh, okay, very good. Yeah. Well, I think this was a really good episode. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I really enjoy and appreciate our pairings for this record because <clears throat> they were slightly different a piece, but yet still had like the same feel yeah. of something a little bit more complex, you know than what's just on the label. Well, I think that's the cool thing about doing stuff like this because it it makes you think about the music, think about the beer, and then like it kind of brings out stories and conversations. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool. And I'm happy that we talked about the record. And one thing that I forgot to say was that one of the songs on this was featured in A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's right. And Interesting. Yeah. And death I think, scene. Yeah. One of the many, yeah. It was Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master, by the way. Put your hands on me or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, good old boy, Sean. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here and glad to drink some good beer and listen to some good music. Yeah. Good old boy, Dave. Hey, I was here. Cool. This is good old gal, Juliana. Keep on chuggling and catch you again. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap... Tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at sipsudsandsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.